0: you gotta have a concept you have a great concept you guys are doing it man and it's a it's an honor for me to just be you know a small rock
1: man in your mountain i'm gonna pop a top in your honor mr doc walker
2: blessed us with his presence and now we want to welcome in our next special guest, Haley Skarupa. She's a three-time world champion in women's ice hockey and most recently won Olympic gold with Team USA. The
0: Caps Stadium Series is definitely my favorite, obviously. Um, I'm a huge Caps fan. I always have been. And to be there at that game with my teammates and for us to bring you know our gold medals to, to there and share it
2: with everyone in this area was
0: really, really special for me. And just the support and it's been tremendous from everyone in this area and you
1: could feel that there at that game
0: welcome to sports on the hill podcast hashtag dc sports without the politics with carol and robbie on true radio network
1: What's going on, people? CP3 coming to you live from the lab with our annual Commanders Offseason Special with my man, Dujanae Bland. You see him already on the the, uh, screen. But this year, we have a special guest that we're going to get into some D.C. Defenders talk. We have the current just-named XFL Coach of the Year, coach of our D.C. Defenders currently 10 and one after their 9 one record in a regular season and an impressive uh playoff victory at home last week to advance to the XFL championship also forgot to mention the xFL north champion d c defenders uh coach Reggie barlow how are you doing today coach
2: hey i'm I'm blessed i appreciate you guys having me on i hope all is well with with uh with you guys yes, sir. oh yeah
1: definitely definitely i'm glad to have you on Dujanae, how are you doing today good sir
0: Doing great, man. It's a pleasure to be on, uh, not just with you, but uh, also with Coach uh, Barlow here. Um, man, what a what a season they've had.
1: Yes, it's, it's definitely good to see some quality football in the uh, D.C. area, some winning football. I don't know if you recall, Coach, when we uh, met at the meet and greet, uh, I was uh, so happy to uh, have some winning football, some good, solid defensive football, and some quality football in the D.C. area. Now you guys are, taking it to the next level and looking to bring home a championship to the area. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and get into a couple of questions real quick, because I've been uh, looking you up and you've had a very interesting career. I remember you playing back in the day, but I didn't know all the great things that you had accomplished being the coach in, uh, in college and making this jump to the XFL. And I didn't know that you were also the GM of the team. So I guess I'll start out with that being the head coach and GM, bringing in these guys that you have faith that would, uh, feed into your system and buy in and be successful uh how 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 much joy do you get in uh, the success that you have and how difficult was it to to make sure you had the right mix and had the right guys to make this team as successful as it's been
2: yeah i mean you don't have success uh in and team sports if you don't populate yourself with good people so it starts with that it started with us hiring um von Hutchins who's our director player personnel uh the guy that knows about uh, all about all of these college guys know about guys that was in the NFL for a little while our team operation uh Miss Stacy Johnson has done a good job of organizing uh all the stuff that we've had to do to uh go and watch film on all of these athletes you got to remember we started from zero from from no players to uh being able to get 70 some players but Our assistant coaches, we all just hammered it home. We knew what type of players we wanted to bring to our team. Uh, We watched a lot of film um, in the offseason, just sitting there evaluating guys, ranking guys, which guys we wanted, which guys we didn't, uh, and then uh, just really getting that list together and going through the draft. So it was a tedious process. Uh, It took a lot of attention to detail. It took a lot of uh, really transparent conversations with guys, uh, as we drafted them. And again, uh, Von Hutchins, our director of player personnel, his recall and uh, his memory on all these former college players that were good players uh, was always helpful. And uh, he he's the one that pioneered this whole thing.
1: Great. Like you say, it's great to have a, a great team around you that can help you and help the team be great. That's a, a very crucial. Uh, I guess I'll ask a question about the upcoming game. You guys faced Arlington uh, back in, I believe it was week, uh, week nine. You defeated him in overtime, 28 to 26. Game was a lot closer than I thought it was was going to be. They actually held you guys without a rushing touchdown, which is uh, shocking with how uh, potent and explosive you guys' running game is. Uh, What do you think some of the uh, things you want to tighten up on and and get better at for this game going up against them to uh, solidify and win this XFL championship?
2: Yeah, I mean, they have a good team. Uh, coach Stoops is an amazing coach. He's done a good job of building that team and getting those guys to play hard. Uh, when we played them there in D.C., uh, they they were extremely physical. Uh, one of the hard things to do is to run the ball on them because their two interior D linemen are massive. One of those guys is 6'5", 330 pounds. Uh, <laughs> and uh, has nice size as well, so trying to get movement on those guys in the run game was a, was a bit of a challenge for us. So uh, we got to be a little bit more creative and uh, how we can get our runs uh, with Abram Smith in, as well as some of our quarterback runs and uh, coach Kice and our offensive staff, those guys have done a good job all year. So uh, I'm sure we will have something ready to rock and roll.
1: Do you have any questions for the coach? Uh, coming into this game, we saw uh the
0: renegade really especially in that playoff game. they really uh stayed true and they were uh assertive in the second half they didn't give up uh the command i mean the defenders have come out and they 've taken over games and sometimes in the second half have allowed teams back into it. I know it's hard to maintain and continue to push forward against quality uh, uh football teams, but how do you um stop that from happening in this uh championship game to where uh we don't you don't end up getting into a late game dogfight uh because of maybe lax in play or just giving up some uh you know unfortunate plays on defense.
2: Yeah, I mean you mentioned it. Um one of the things um is you know we practice it. Um this last game is encouraging because we came out in the second half and we scored on our first drive. Uh, the defense went out there and got a three and out on the second possession, uh, which was big for us. We were able to go down and score on that. But uh, we did uh, allow them to stay in the game. And a lot of it is you know, mental, mental stuff. And then they have a lot to do with it as well, right? They are pro athletes. They are well coached. And uh, sometimes they get you. But uh, we definitely want to be able to stay in the moment, be where our feet are for the entire game. Uh, don't flinch. Uh, Don't think about anything else. Don't think about the scoreboard. Just think about your assignment and what you're supposed to do on that particular play and let that play have a life of its own. And when it's over, we move on to the next play. So we got to do a better job of that and just doing our job and not worrying about the other person's job. if if your job is to be in the A gap, then that's your assignment. And if the ball comes there, you make the play. If it don't, you did your job. And that's what we need from uh, everybody moving forward.
0: Now, Ta'amu has done an excellent job. As he's gone through the season, he's progressed, uh, really got into a a nice rhythm passing the ball. Could you tell us a little bit about his growth and what you've been seeing from him uh, throughout the season as we've made our way to this uh, championship game?
2: Yeah, I think um, for Tamu, um, obviously playing in college at Ole Miss and playing in a system where it was kind of like quarterback read type stuff. And, um, you know, he ran a whole bunch, but I think people see him or saw him as a running quarterback as opposed to being a guy that's dual threat. I mean, if you've seen him this year, he's made uh, some outstanding throws, whether it was uh, deep balls down the field, whether it was deep balls over the middle, uh, slant routes, glance routes. He's uh, he's he's um he's thrown all of that this year and he's made it look good. So he's shown that he can um, spin the ball. He can put the ball on receivers. We're really happy to have him, really proud of him. Uh, He should get an opportunity to uh, go and be on the NFL team. He can't tell me that this guy is not uh, uh, one, two, or three uh, on on a team. So uh, hopefully that will happen for him. He's been outstanding. He's a great leader, great competitor, and uh, we're glad to have him. I agree with that, Coach.
0: Uh, I watched him at Ole Miss as well, Uh, looked at him in the NFL. I felt like they didn't really uh, suit or fit – the offense to his style. They tried to pinch hold him into something that he really isn't. Um, and, and I agree. He he's definitely one of 32, uh, in the NFL. Um, my last question is about Greg Williams in this defense. It, it so reminds me of him being with the commanders, um, with the aggressiveness, uh, how they attack, uh, they're, they're looking they're, they're able to look downhill at the ball, the guys on the outside, um, and then then adding DJ Swearinger was just, uh, it, it, it takes you back. Uh, tell, tell me how it, it really helps you guys, especially when it comes down to the offensive side of the ball, knowing that you have a defense that at any moment can take the ball away and give you guys more opportunities to score points.
2: Yeah, Greg is an amazing uh, defensive coordinator. And uh, he obviously have great knowledge and great scheme. for Greg, more so, it's about mindset with him. It's about we're going to force our will on you. We're going to be extremely physical every play. We're going to run to the ball, and we're going to hit you. We're going to hit you. And we're going to live on the edge. We're going to play on the edge. But we will not hurt the team. Uh, It starts with the mindset that he set for that group. And then, of course, um, his knowledge of schemes and blitzes and all that stuff, uh, he's been able to bring that to us. And and, uh, DJ in there, a veteran guy that, can help our younger guys out about how to how to prepare and how to approach a game is uh is huge for us as well. So definitely happy to have Greg here and uh, he's been awesome for us. Thank you, Coach.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I love seeing Greg Williams' defense. Also, the the, the blitzes from everywhere, getting pressure, causing turnovers. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, last the, two, the last two weeks, uh, this defense uh, hasn't been able to force any turnovers, but you have been able to get a spark from your special teams. Uh, when we spoke earlier, I noticed that that was one of the, I guess, deficits on the team, giving up some long returns every now and again and weren't wasn't really getting anything uh, out of the return game. But uh, Puka Williams Jr., the last couple of weeks, has been that spark plug for the special team. So do you think that he was the missing piece, or you think that things are just finally coming together for that unit?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, Puka and what he can do adds a tremendous value to our special teams. We've seen that over the last two weeks. Um, but last week game was our best special teams game all season. We were good on kickoff, kickoff return. We protected on punt. We covered on punt return. I mean, on punt. Um, it was just a solid uh, special teams effort all the way around. Jamie Sharper, a uh, longtime NFL player. He's the guy that heads up our special teams. Uh, having Puka, though, is a great addition. And obviously, we look forward to him uh, continuing to do, create that positive field position for us like he just did
1: definitely definitely got to give a shout out to uh your punter wheel and he's uh he, he's a monster i've been a fan of tress at the commanders i've always said he's been the team mvp since he's been on the squad with his field the way he can switch the field position His great hang time but uh he's definitely a quality uh weapon to have on your squad so i, I like i like seeing good uh football in all three phases and you guys definitely
2: have it. yeah danny is a, a really good punter and um you know, because our gunners are not free to go as soon as the ball is kicked. Uh, his punts are hanging, uh, and they get a little bit quicker. But in the NFL, with his punts, the gunner go. I mean, he's a weapon. Uh, he's another one that deserves an opportunity to be on the NFL team. We're pulling for
1: him. I definitely agree. Uh, just to give one parting shot before we let you get out of it, I know you got to get ready, uh, prep for this game, big game, on the 13th against the uh, uh, Renegades Uh I spoke with the uh, head of the the official head of the beer snake, and he says, regrettably, this year he's uh, sad that he wasn't able to get you to uh, drink a beer and add to the beer snake. But hopefully <laughs> next year we can get that done. So I'm gonna uh, let him know that I, I passed his message along and see if we can get the coach to contribute to the beer snake next year.
2: Yeah, that that was the goal, man. And I said every time we win at home, I would do that. And we won, what, six games at home. So that would have been a six opportunity. That's a six-pack.
1: Right? <laughs> yes, sir.
2: If I missed that, definitely looking forward to our wonderful fans, the way they came out this year, uh, their continued support. Hopefully they'll have some watch parties for the game uh, in two weeks, uh, March 13th. Uh, and watch our game hopefully we'll have some that will come to texas that would be outstanding but uh, we really appreciate you guys having us on and really grateful to be uh, in this position
1: Uh, no problem at all coach i've been in this some of the fan groups and they are talking about traveling so there is going to be some fans down there and a quick question are you surprised that the the fan reaction to this team and the way they've embraced you in the first year even i mean winning always you know helps but from week one these fans have been going crazy for this. Guy. Did that surprise
2: you? No, it didn't surprise me. Um, you know, when I got this opportunity to be the coach of the D.C. team, I kind of looked back at the last time the XFL was out and how they performed and how they came out. But D.C. has passionate fans for all their sports. You guys are passionate about your sports up there in that area, and uh, we don't take that lightly. We, we have a respect for that that you guys are coming to the game. You guys are knowledgeable of the game. You know when to cheer, you know when not to cheer. And you're going to bring the passion. You're going to bring the passion. And obviously, uh, us as a team, we have to bring what we do. And uh, that keeps all of us happy. But uh, we're happy uh, to have the opportunity uh, to play in front of our fans and uh, looking forward to you know doing it again next year with them.
1: All right, Coach, definitely. I'm definitely getting my season tickets for next year, so i am make sure I'm there for every whole game, too. I, I made it to one game this year, but I'll make sure i make it to all of them next year.
2: Right on. Well, we appreciate right, it. You have
1: a good day. Good luck. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you after you win the championship and we we'll would love to have you back on and uh, definitely talk more about your career and everything that you've done and accomplished in your career.
2: Yeah, it's a definitely come back. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks,
1: Coach. All right, you have a good day.
2: See y'all. All right.
1: Appreciate it. Oh boy, great guy, great guy. Appreciate that. Appreciating having the coach on, taking some time out, doing his uh preparation for his XFL championship and the reboot of the XFL and the DC Defenders. Coach of the year um, says it all. You know, one. I'm glad that we got a chance to have him on. I had his number for a while, wasn't able to get it in, and then, lo and behold, a perfect opportunity presented itself right after a big victory, right during our offseason commander special and we give you some more inside football stuff that you wouldn't get somewhere else
0: yeah so it was it was a a pleasure having him on um one thing i'll say is is you know not just be not just greg Williams shows that intensity but coach barlow has that intensity uh you know we have you have that ability to have those cameras in the locker room you see how he motivates his guys keep them focused Um, and and the most important part, even though sometimes they've allowed teams to get back in it, they still finish. Um, and and that's important. Uh, that's how they've been able to get all these wins and, um, they should be able to do that, uh, for the last game and bring home that championship to DC.
1: I feel the same way. I think they should be able to handle their business, especially, especially with the X factor of, uh, Puka Williams now, but the special teams being able to flip the uh, field position or even take over a game and maybe even take one to the house. um, I have confidence that this team will uh, bring home the championship to the D.C. area for the first time since 2019 when the Nationals won the championship. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into our football, our commander's talk. Give me a quick second while I'm adjusting some things on the fly. For all right. Cool. 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 Now, if you tuned in Monday night, I did briefly go over the draft picks, but uh, if you're watching my feed, you got a whole bunch of nothing because I had something going on with my technical feed. So today, as always, we're going to go over the draft picks and I had my free agent. paperwork. Got to find it. We'll go over some of the free agent acquisitions also. I'm going to go ahead and run down the draft picks. And as always, we have our college expert Dugene Bland who covers the SEC amongst other things and see these players up close and personal. As you heard him say with coach, he, you know, watch Jordan at Ole Miss cause he covers the SEC. So that's why we bring him on cause you know, I don't really watch college, but he does. So he's going to break down these ticks and give you honest grades on these players being that he's actually watched them play and not just watch them at the combine or look at their tape, seeing them in live action, not slowing things down or looking at things in super slow-mo to see if they did something correctly or they were off or whatever. Uh, First-round pick, cornerback Emmanuel Forbes Jr. out of Mississippi State, 6'1", had him listed at buck 66. As they reported over and over again, he's already up to 180 pounds, which means he's put on 14 pounds of weight since the combine in February, which also means he's still a growing boy. So all of y'all folks that's complaining about he's too small, he's not going to hold up against the run. If you go look at some of his footage, some of his tape, he doesn't have a problem sticking his nose in there against the running back, and, he, and he's and he been pretty effective. He hasn't been injured. He's played all his games. And if y'all don't recall, somebody named Daryl Green, 5'8", Buck 65, Hall of Famer, stick his nose in against the running game too, didn't have issues. So why all of a sudden – have an issue with this young man and that's, you know, still going to be growing. And there's a ball hawk, which is what we need, being we had nine interceptions as a team in 17 games last season. So a lot of folks complaining about the Christian Gonzalez kid. You know, I don't watch college. I might definitely get Dujanae's opinion, but from some of the stuff that I've read, he doesn't like to stick his nose in there in a running game. And he's trying to develop that. And his interception numbers, I know we're near. So woulda, shoulda, coulda, I always say, if my aunt had nuts, she'd be my uncle. So <laughs> if y'all can do whatever you want with that. Second round pick. This one surprised me because they went back-to-back defensive backs. I didn't see that one coming. They drafted Jartavius Martin, uh, cornerback slash safety out of Illinois, 5'11", 194 pounds. Uh, from what I've seen, solid tackler. Uh, has the flexibility of playing corner and safety, has the length and the speed, uh, and, and, like, and doesn't mind sticking his nose in there. Um, definitely, you know, it's going to be interesting with the safeties we already have with Curl and Forrest and Holmes and Reeves and, yeah, so uh, are they preparing for possibly not be able to re-sign Curl with the money they've already devoted to the defensive line and bringing somebody else in? I don't know, but you got to no, it's a business. You got to prepare yourself. So I understand that move also. Third round pick. A lot of folks complain about the offensive line. Even though I'm gonna say this again: two years ago, rated number six. Last year, injuries devastated the line, not talent, not lack of talent. So all everybody talking about revamping the line and they need to draft, you know, straight old line the whole draft, and they should be first, second, third picks. They addressed the line and free agency. the three players they signed flexibility and all are under the age of 29 you also still have players on your current roster and they went and drafted a young man that can play all three interior positions of the line and has started at all three positions on the interior line out of arkansas center slash guard ricky strongberg he's 6'3 306 pounds um round four they went offensive line again with the offensive tackle. Brayton Daniels out of Utah, he's 6'4, 294. Uh, the stat I read that impressed me in four years starting, he only gave up five sacks. So that's very good no matter what round you're drafted in. Uh, fifth round pick, they actually traded up and gave up the second six round pick that they had to draft the defensive outside line, the defensive end outside linebacker, KJ Henry out of Clemson. He's 6'4, 294. Um, he has length, he has speed. He's definitely going to have to work on some of his technique because he, you know, definitely uses athleticism to his advantage. His hand placement is uh, you know, definitely gonna need some work because he will get ate up by some of these tackles in the league if you don't put your hands in the right place. Um, sixth round pick, running back Chris Rodriguez Jr. out of Kentucky, six foot, two hundred and seventeen pounds. To me, he's a pretty much a – Brian Robinson 2.0, runs downhill, runs hard, runs angry. The X factor with him is uh, he's an excellent pass protector. So they're looking at him to probably be, to definitely be contributing on the third downs or picking up the blitz when, you know, folks are coming from every, uh, any angle. And set Brown picked the last pick of the draft for the commanders. Uh, they went defense again, defensive. And linebacker Andre Jones out of Louisiana, 6'4", 248. Similar to K.J. Henry, uh, has all the tools that they're going to need some work uh, with the likes of Ryan Kerrigan on the on the staff and some of the quality players that they have on the team already. I don't see that as an issue. Um, my last and final note is a lot of folks were concerned that they drafted a lot of defense and when they the offense was so bad, yada, yada, yada. Well, I'm gonna educate you real quick. Because the offense is pretty much locked up under contract for at least the next two, three years, everyone. So now they're trying to solidify the defense in a similar manner, which one saves money and goes towards, the you know, the financial stability of the organization down the road. So those questions and those complaints saying the coach don't know what he's doing and the GM don't know what he's doing. There's a reason why they're in a position they in and the things that they're doing. Maybe you don't understand the ins and outs of the, the league and the way they draft and the way they do things, and you're reading these negative experts that's giving them Cs and Ds. I can go pull up experts that's giving them As and Bs. So it depends on who you're listening to and what their opinion is of this team and of the coaching staff. Me, everyone complains. You say third year was supposed to be the year, yada, yada, yada. He went on the record, and I went on the record the saying when they won a division, that set them back a year because there was not a first place team the following year, they got demolished like they did. So this year is the year we will see the growth. And I believe you will see it from this team. Du-Janae, what was your take on this draft and how did you feel about these players and give your inside analysis on uh, these picks?
0: Yeah, I thought they did a really good job drafting. Uh, I think what people need to realize first, as far as the defense goes, with the rules, they've t- pretty much taken away the middle of the field from you. So those days of having a DJ Swanger or uh, you know name name the hard hitting safety uh, are over because you already know what you're going to get when the receiver stretched out trying to catch the ball, you're going to get a flag hit on the defenseless receiver. So in order to combat that, you need to have Uh, a good pressure from your front and then you have to have solid coverage and physical corners that can play through things uh and can be athletic on the back end um this you know the days of everybody talks about all these people uh can't play zone this that and the other i mean this ain't that team anyway um there's a lot of man that's being played here and they can do that more now with what they've got Uh, I thought Emmanuel Forbes was a great pick. I liked Gonzalez, like everyone else, but when you look at it, Gonzalez didn't have a a lot of the uh, interceptions. Um, He also wasn't uh, that great as far as I thought Forbes was a better tackler as well. I know people compared him to Fred Smoot, and he has a little bit of that in him. You can see that uh, with how he comes downhill, makes those tackles. His stance kind of reminds you of a Fred Smoot. But I really love his ability of being physical with the with the wide receivers, uh, not being afraid to mix it up. Um, you know, of course, people are concerned or will have concerns about whether that's going to draw a flag or not. Um, look, I, I want I want guys to be physical. I don't want guys to be just letting free releases go down. And I think he goes uh, well with what they already have uh, there. Um On the defensive side, as far as corner, Uh, my only thing that I I say is that probably he because he's aggressive, he's a little bit susceptible to the double move, um, because if you've watched any tape on him, um, Mississippi State, there's a lot of times they were really their eyes were to the quarterback. So they were able to 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 really make uh, an assessment, read and react and he does a very good job of reading reacting and getting his hands on the football and and taking it away. Um, Thought it was a great pick for this defense who really needs to start amping up and having some more guys that can cover more consistently. And also you can't deny his four, three speed. So, I mean, you know, it's, It's it's a win win in every situation.
1: Um, Quick 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 question: We mentioned the secondary and the lack of turnovers. Do you think with them going cornerback and with the money tied up with Kendall Fuller, do you think Kendall's in trouble?
0: This is where you you you. Good question. Uh, (laughs) That's where I think Martin comes into play. I think Martin Martin takes away Fuller. I, I I think think his days are numbered. Um. This guy, Martin, is not just a nickel corner. Though you heard him when they announced that he talking about a nickel back, and sure, he can play nickel, but this guy has the range to play safety. Uh, if you've watched any tape on him, he can go, he can go from right on the wide receiver and just streak back uh, towards that safety position. He had a couple of them where he took a couple deep balls away um, from some teams and. He has that range. He has that ability to play safety as well. Another uh, corner that's aggressive, Um, really good with being able to to handle that slot position, Uh, also has speed. Uh, I really like this pick. And like I said, it really solidifies that front or that, that secondary now. And now you have guys that you can kind of mix up a little bit. A guy in Martin that also can play safety uh you talk about forbes there with his speed he's a he has the ability to not allow things go over the top as well he's very good at that so when you got two guys that you can add to a defense that has some guys that take that away look at what you're doing now you you're really forcing teams to to if they want to take that shot go ahead when they make them pay then everything stays in front of you and guess what it's cleanup time uh, linebackers clean up uh, defensive backs clean up, it's it's a lot easier to keep things in front of you. But also, you know, I know people said a lot about this linebacking core and I, I don't, I'm not as down on it as most people. I think what we want to make sure is that there's a lot of depth here um, and I think they will have that. But again, when you have a front seven or a front four that they have and the rotation that they have with that front four, coupled with the back end that can cover, now the linebacker's job is a lot easier. Instead of having to help the corners out because you got guys that, you know, they're inconsistent in how they play. And they get beat more often than they make plays. And most importantly about these two guys that you're adding, they're tacklers, okay? There ain't going to be no Deion Sanders shoulder tackle. We ain't trying to come up and, you know, turn my back and throw myself into a guy and hope that he falls down in my other compadre Brings them down. No, these guys come in. They get low. They wrap up. Bring their guys down. Uh, you've seen that a lot with their tape uh, there. So I like those two picks. I think they're great. Um, of course, there were plenty of guys that you could go with on the board, but I think those guys fit what uh, you know they're trying to do here with Jack Del Rio in this defense. Um, offensively, with the center pick with uh, Stromberg, you know he's a good guy guy when he gets beat he recovers very well uh and that's what i like um very good stance he has a very good uh point of attack where uh he can really dominate his guy uh and direct wherever need be um i do like his athleticism i think he brings uh uh you know something that's uh, needed he can make calls as well. He did that in college. So he has that ability to make calls at the line and necessary things that a center needs to do. Um, could he play guard? I'm sure he could play some guard. We'll see what they cho- choose to do with them. We know this team likes to have versatile uh, offensive linemen, and most teams do nowadays. That's how you have to be. Um, uh, you know, you have to be versatile, and I think that he provides that. Uh, Daniels is the same thing. I uh, think I think they talked about him as also being able to play. I think he was announced as a tackle. Um, but they have him listed as guard. The guy can do both. Uh, he does have that range and that, uh, that nice kick slide to be able to take on those blockers and those edge rushers. Uh, he can also play inside as well. Like I said, versatility is everything in the league. Um, when you guys ha- have things that are versatile, guys that are versatile, you don't have to worry about going to the street or being like, oh, crap, we, we're going to have to really make major adjustments because our guys can't block because they're not able to do and play those positions, uh, you know, well. So I think that really helps them, um, and it's going to be a good thing for them. Uh, Henry's the same thing, a great edge rusher, um, really is very disruptive, and I think he's just an addition. You got to have depth. You got to be able to rotate guys. You know, Payne and Allen can't be in there the whole time. Uh, they're going to have to rotate. And I think he's a, a, going to be a guy that can be a, a great rotation for them um, and be able to come in and be disruptive and make some plays in the backfield as well. Uh, now, this pick here with Chris Rodriguez, uh, the running back, I know a lot of people are like, oh, why did they take a running back here? Well, J.D. McKinsey is gone. And I think this is J.D. McKissick's, uh Replacement, um, and he's he's a guy that's a strong runner. Uh, guys, when he's he's gonna when he's gonna make contact with the with a the defender, they're gonna feel it. They're gonna feel his size. They're gonna feel his weight. Um, he he's a very good short yardage back, uh, as you said. Pass protects very well. That's important uh, things for a third down back, um, and I think. That's what they're going to use him for. We'll see if that works out that way, but I really do believe that's what their plan is. That is JD's replacement, and um, he'll be third-down guy, and he'll be short-yardage guy when need be, and he may be short-yardage guy for touchdowns if necessary uh, because of his weight, Uh, the fact that he carries his weight well, and he will deliver it onto the defender, and uh, he does get those hard-earned yards that are – that are a must in in the league. You know it. it, Game's about inches. And um, he can get you those inches when need be. Uh, A lot of times last year, this offense couldn't get those third and ones and so on. Obviously, some of it may be for the offensive line, but, you know, they weren't always able to do that. Uh, Aaron Jones is another patent patent in the cupboard, right? You want to have versatility. You want to have guys that you can keep in rotation, and he's just another piece to the puzzle of what Jack Del Rio likes to do, and that's have a heavy rotation of guys coming in and out, keeping guys fresh, so they can attack and really get after the quarterback. You know that's going to be uh, the key, especially in the NFC East, uh, with what we what has to be dealt with here. The Eagles got better, uh, the Giants got better, but they overpaid for their quarterback, mm-hmm. um, but. Teams got better. Dallas got better. Um, I, I I don't like the fact that Mike McCarthy is their, their offensive coordinator. I think that plays into a lot of people's favor, but again, you have a tough NFC East. Uh, I believe four teams will go to the playoffs uh, again, and I think this team will be the fourth like it should have been last year, but um, yeah, got to have that rotation, and that's going to be very important. So I think this draft was solid. They, they filled needs that were necessary. When you can't improve an area, you do it. You don't sit here and do some of the things that they've done in the past and pick things that you, you know that just aren't not necessary. They need these things. These are upgrades. Um, and it's going to really help this team in the long run. Offensively, they've got just about everything. I mean, other than the question at quarterback, which we will find out, um, I, I believe Sam Howell can uh, be a very solid quarterback. And he showed that with a offensive coordinator that could not take advantage of his skill when there was no tape on him. They should have murdered. They should have murdered the Cowboys even more than what they did uh, with no tape on this guy. So you talk about an Eric uh, he He's a guy who dots his eyes cro- across those T's. Uh, I think he's going to have some success this year and he has no reason not to with all the talent on the outside. uh, You talk about you're improving the offensive line through draft and free agency. There's really no reason why uh, they shouldn't be good. So there was really no reason to add anybody other than that third down back, uh, which I thought was a great value late. You know, you did late in the uh, rounds and you got someone that's really going to be solid in what you're going to ask them to do uh defensively we all know that the coverage was is was it was an issue at times and that's the reason why your front can't really get there again you have to think about this day and age of the nfl it's different than what you know i grew up watching and and some of you fans grew up watching that have been uh rooting for this team for a long time uh like i said the rules favor the offense and when that is the case, and you've got these big wide receivers that are running four, two, four, three, four, four, you got to have the same thing on the outside. We saw that start that maturation process probably start about five, six, seven years ago, right? Where you start seeing these big tall corners that are fast be drafted on the opposite side to kind of combat what people were doing offensively with their wide receivers. That's what's needed. And and with the way they use the slot receiver now, you can't just you can't just have you know, an average guy at the slot. You've got to have guys that are willing to stick their nose in there, get dirty, scrap, fight, claw to do whatever it takes to make sure that if that ball's caught, there's no yet. So I thought they did an excellent job. I know a lot of people in their dumb grades. I, I don't really buy into all of that. I know CBS sports did a great job of breaking down each pick and, and, the, the commanders had A's and B's on all of those picks in every round. Uh, the grades were very solid. I think they had a, I don't remember where the C was, but um, on, on one player, but still those were A's and B picks that, that were given to the commanders. And um, I know a lot of, I know, so I have a colleague over there with CBS sports and um, you know, a lot of his grades and a lot of the breakdowns that he had too, uh, very complimentary of what, what the commanders have picked. So um, don't pay attention to grades guys. Uh, Look at what their tape, the tape says it all. I'm not a t-shirt and panties guy at the combine Um, senior bowl says a lot too. If you guys watch that Uh, those East West shrine games, those games really put these guys on display. Uh, I think the senior bowl, there's nobody better. uh, You know, that's, that's doing it. And uh, every time I've gone to the senior bowl, every, every player, normally gets drafted out of that senior bowl. Uh, Look at Daniel Jones getting, getting drafted to the giants. The senior bowl helped him. Um, He had a, he didn't have a, the best day, but he had a pretty solid day. They also got a chance to see him in practices. So uh, scouts are out there. Team scouts are out there. Uh, It's, it's really, you know, if if I'm a player, I definitely do the senior bowl. So um, just look at the tape guys. Uh, I, I know some people don't like some of the picks, but, uh, at the end of the day, they did what was necessary, Carol. And I feel like they've uh, solidified that defense in the secondary. And now you're going to have a, a back end that complements the front end of a defense that has been tenacious. You're going to get chase young back. You're going to get a healthy Montez sweat, you know, all these guys rotating. It's going to be uh fun to watch and see what Jack Del Rio can do.
1: Yeah. That's the whole key. Hopefully uh, Jack can, uh, Get to his disruptive, get back to his disruptive ways and causing wreaking havoc to get this ball back to the offense to give them more opportunities. And I feel with the players that he's drafted, you know, it's going to help make that happen. It gives him more flexibility. Um, Excuse me, folks, just complaining about the linebacker room. But you saw Davis make some strides last year. I don't see any reason why that won't continue this year. Uh, they re-signed uh, uh, Mayo and, um, I mean, Kaliki Hudson and anything they, they did, re sign Mayo also. Mm-hmm. And then they'll uh, also, I'm going to go ahead and run through the undrafted free agents that they signed after the draft. Um, Kazmir Allen, wide receiver out of UCLA. Uh, I think he's possible punt returner wide receiver. Um, Minnesota State, Jalen Sample. Uh, Penn State, wide receiver Mitchell Tinsley. Appalachian State quarterback Chase Bryce says not a signing. What does that mean? Said that he's committed to the Falcons and Commanders rookie minicamp. So he'll be in to, you know, for them to get a look at him. Um, out of Mississippi, uh, offensive tackle Mason Brooks. Uh, let's see who else. Out uh, of Bowie State, defensive lineman Joshua Oliver uh Michigan state of safety Xavier Henderson
0: had a chance to see him play uh this past year um in uh I believe it was this past year or the year before last but um yeah they played here uh at Valdosta State and um yeah they they had a they had a scrappy team man you know Valdosta State is uh it's a tough tough squad but they came in and uh they threw bows man they really did uh, their offensive line really really played well
1: Hmm. All right. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and quickly go over the free agents that they signed before the draft because we never really I put the, you know, sent the post out when they signed them, but never really uh, went over them too much. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, quarterback, he, uh, I think this is a quality sign and he played pretty well in Cleveland before Watson came back from the 12 game suspension. Uh, That's a guy yeah. who
0: can win you games, man. And it's not, it's not too many quarterbacks. I thought it was a great replacement for uh Taylor Haneke. Um mm-hmm. I, who I think is one of the top five uh backup quarterbacks in this league. Um but Jacoby Bursett is a guy that just like Taylor, you know if your quarterback goes down, he can win you five games. He likely can win you eight. Um he's shown that uh he's smart with the ball, uh has mobility. Uh I thought that was an excellent signing.
1: Yeah, definitely has a good uh, turnover ratio. He uh Knows how to, you know, has a good arm. He knows when to run the ball, how to protect himself, and when to throw the ball away and not do anything stupid. So he's a good game manager, and like I said, can win you some games if he has to come in there and say if How doesn't hit the ground running you know, at the beginning of the season, you can always put him in there. And if How gets better, you want to see what he looks like, you know, you can always go to him and brissette. He won't be one of those diva quarterbacks that have an issue. He's a team player. You know, he's been on the bench most of his career. And he's going to help those guys help the quarterbacks as much as he can with the experience that he has. Absolutely. Um, they also signed uh, Andrew Wiley offensive tackle out of Kansas, from Kansas City. Uh, Eric B enemy. he uh, definitely uh, vouched for him and wanted to go ahead and sign him. They also got uh, Nick Gates from the Giants from the uh, Giants roster.: That was a good pickup. Yeah, apparently he had a bad leg injury. In 2021, and uh he's coming back, but he's gonna be trying to uh, start as center because you know the craziness with the center situation with us with Chase Rouillere, played yeah. six seasons, never missed a game, and then signed a big contract and two seasons in a row, uh, season in the injury. So uh his number against the Cap is about 12 million, or less until they unless they cut him after June 1st, which most likely will be done. That's why this move was made. Uh they also uh signed Trent Scott, offensive tackle. Uh, they re-signed Danny Johnson. Uh, they picked up Cody Barton linebacker on a one-year deal after Cole Holcomb departed. Um, Tyler Larson, they re-signed, uh, him. F.A. Obata, they re-signed him also. So those are the free agent moves, the undrafted free agents. We went through the draft. We had, uh, Great interview with coach of the D.C. Defenders, the XFL Coach of the Year of the XFL North Division winning D.C. Defenders. Let me make sure I get that right. And they'll be playing uh, Arnison Renegades in San Antonio on the 13th at 8 o'clock on ESPN. We'll be tuned in, checking it out. We'll be breaking down the game on Sportsman Hill, as always. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Didn't want to go too long. We had a good show. Broke things down pretty much for you. any other questions or anything, feel free to hit me up, inbox me, answer. We'll be doing, I'll be doing more shows coming up. Definitely going uh, to we'll be doing a weekly breakdown with the commanders when training camp tickets underway. Uh, Robbie will be taking a break in a little while on Sports in the Hill. So I'll be running a show again, bringing you baseball and playoffs and all the other stuff we always do. But, uh, dude, Janae, let the folks know what you got going on and give your partner shots so we can get about it.
0: Yeah, we're working on uh, NHRA stuff. Uh, season's in full force, uh, of course. Um, always doing draft stuff. Um, that's it's my favorite time of year. Uh, continue to work hard so I can uh, one day maybe become a scout. Um, I love talking shop with you guys. You're more than happy to hit me up at Not Bland Twenty One on Twitter. Um, yeah, I, I, if you have any questions, I'm, I'm willing, I'm willing and able to answer them, um, especially about these draft picks. Um, Yeah, it's, it's a heck of a heck of a time here, um, being able to cover the XFL as they've come back and uh, I'm happy to see DC fans uh, supporting it like they did in the beginning. It also helps that uh, they're winning. Um, And this this fan base is hungry for uh, winning football team so hopefully we can have two of them in the area uh, starting uh, this uh, season here in 2023
1: no doubt hopefully uh coach mentioned watch party maybe they'll have something that i already feel they do i might try to get down there uh you know chill with the fans i'm mad i missed the commander's draft party this past weekend i was moving so yeah. fortunately i couldn't uh get down there but definitely i'll be on the lookout you're going to see cp3 out in the streets more often now. got some flexibility got some things going on uh, i told you on monday i'm in the new york life insurance agent now so uh, if you have any Uh, life insurance questions uh, feel free to inbox me i'll be doing some videos some posts and definitely you know putting some things out there waiting on my license to come in now i gotta get ready to call them about that situation but uh yeah be on the lookout got a lot of things going on a lot of things happening training camp i'm looking to go ahead and uh, get down ashburn this uh this season now since i'm not i'm just maybe 20 minutes down the road from there now so uh, just be on the lookout, got a lot of things going on, a lot of things happening with Sports on the Hill that's about to change the game and uh, take us to the next level. Uh, you see the lab is, as I said, 3.0 is in is in flux. You know, like Monday night is in one spot and the night a different spot. So just wait till we get everything finished because you will love it. I always tell you, stay tuned for so much more. It's coming. Yeah, it's right around the corner, baby. So in order and in, in, uh, honor of having the coach on in a D.C. winning team, I'm going to play the Highlights from the Seattle Sea Dragon game at the uh, conclusion of the show. And after that, going to shut down. Tune in Monday night for Sports on the Hill, as always. Breaking down the NBA, NHL playoffs, talking nationals, and whatever other sports you guys want to talk about. Dude, Janae, as always, appreciate you taking the time out, man. Uh, Catch you next time. CP3, live from the lab. Get ready to break out of here. DC Sports, about the politics. It's not just a catchphrase. It's not just a motto. It's what we do. And I'm out.